Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. I'll say it again. If we could keep the right attitude, how many know you're going to be above whatever hits your life? I live by a motto, stay sweet, Rick, in spite of the sour. And, and, and people say, well, you don't talk much about the sour. Well, the, re- the reason I don't talk much about the sour is because I don't need to put emphasis on what the enemy's doing because my focus is not on what he's done, but my, my focus is on what God is and who God is and what God is doing in the present tense and in the right now. Amen. And I hope that this service is going to encourage you this morning because if we create inside of our personal lives an atmosphere of gratitude, and not just because it's Thanksgiving coming up, come on, but if we can keep an attitude of gratitude up, we will go into dimensions of God, into the highest realms of glory, into the highest realms of spirit. I have recognized in 41 years that wherever there's great pain in the journey, Wherever there's suffering, and I'm not speaking of a physical disease right now, but I'm speaking of suffering according to the will of God. And First Peter speaks about this in great detail in there. He's the one that the enemy tried to pull out. And actually it said, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But Jesus said, but I prayed that your faith would not fail. Amen. Peter, when you get turned around, so we saw him prophetically in the future. How many know Peter denied Christ three times? How many know it wasn't just him? The others were all there. How many know in the time that he needed them the most, what were they doing? They were all sleeping. They couldn't even keep their eyes open. So what transpired is in the book of Peter, we see it's a whole message of great encouragement that is actually brought out. But he speaks about suffering. And he makes a reference to it 16 times. But in every reference to suffering, He also mentions glory. Suffering is the pathway to the greater glory of God. Amen. And some of the deepest heartbreaks and some of the deepest pains that you've been through in your life, on the other side, if you can keep the right attitude in it, you're going to see a dimension of glory that you've never experienced before. And everybody said amen right now. So I want to zero in on that uh, all the way on this here message. I've recognized that next to knowing Jesus as Lord, next to knowing him as number one inside of our lives, the most important thing that I could have, the most important thing that you could have is not just a hope in God, not just a faith in God, not just a belief in God, but an expression of a right attitude before God, a positive, a right attitude towards God. And everybody said amen. I recognize that your attitude will either make you or your attitude will break you. Your attitude will either heal you or your attitude will hurt you. Your attitude will even make friends for you or your attitude will make enemies in your life. Your attitude will make you fulfill. It will make you happy and complete or your attitude will make you miserable. I recognize your attitude will even make you the success and the thing and the plan that God has for you life and the course that he has for your life or it's gonna be the thing that's gonna cause you to failure. And people are just a little bit of an adjustment away that you 
failed in your life. You've been knocked down in your life. You've missed the mark in your life. But today, if you make an adjustment in your attitude, you could be the one that could be on the springboard of heaven. And God could take the test that you've been in and bring them into a testimony. He could take all the messes that you've made by the wrong choices and make it a message for the future. He's a master at taking the trials of life and turning them into a triumph. He's a master at taking people out of the hall of shame like he did Rahab and brought her into the hall of fame. That's the God that you live with. That's the God that's in your heart. That's the God that's purposed you for greater things. You're not just a normal life. You're an abnormal life in God. You're not just a natural life. You live a supernatural life. And the grace of God is abundant in the house today to break out inside of your life. And everybody said, amen. Now, let's get started if we will. Go to the book of Deuteronomy if they can, 28. Actually, even before they do that, they got a little video on there that I believe is going to be very significant today that I want you to put on. Put the first video on if you can on gratitude. Thank you, God, for trusting me to be his dad. Thank you, Lord, that when a door closes, you're still going to take care of me. And thank you for cheetahs and pickles and failings and mommies and daddy. Thank you, Father, <laughs> for always giving me perspective. I'm so sorry. Thank you, God, that you are the great physician of both my body and my soul. Father, thank you for knowing my family's needs even before I do. And for ladybugs and old people and Disney movies and Miss Walker and donuts. Thank you for reminding me that I'm never alone. Thank you, God, for what I have. <laughs> and also, I wouldn't mind an upgrade soon. Thank you, Father God, for love, joy, peace, and patience. Lord, especially patience. And thank you for Jesse, even though he's mean during recess. Help him find a good friend. That's what he needs. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God, for childlike faith. 
Rejoice always, <laughs> pray always, and then it says, come on, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. 3,418 times in the Old Testament, the Bible says the, will of, the word will is actually used. 568 times in the New Testament, the word will is used. You will not see another subject in the entire Bible that speaks of the importance of being in the center of the will of God. Come on, church. Another 32 times it says willing. God's not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repent. Another 32 times. And in case that we don't get it, listen very carefully. You add it up, it's over 4,018 references to the word will in the scriptures. And God says in everything, come on. Give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. For believers, gratitude is not an option. It's a lifestyle. It is not a sermon. It's a lifestyle. It is not a message. It's the, it, it's the gospel. Can you say amen? Jesus operated in a level of gratitude that was beyond anything that I've ever seen. As a matter of fact, you know, so oftentimes we sit there and we pray and we get these long, drawn-out prayers. And usually within the first 30 seconds, you can locate, it's usually full of unbelief. And we're praying for things that God said are past tense, and we're making them present or future tense. Come on. And, and, and we don't even realize it sometimes out there. But isn't it amazing how the Son of God prayed? You know, they're all bent up out of shape. They're all nervous. They're all anxious. And then Martha comes out and browbeats Jesus and said, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died, Jesus. Come on, like, like it's his fault. Come on. And then, you know, Jesus just very, very thank, very simply goes and said, Father, I thank you that you've already heard me. He didn't give a flip about what she said. Didn't hinder him from doing what he had to do. Come on now. Why? Because so many people are more concerned about what people say and do to you than rather what God has said and doing for your life right now. And what I've recognized in life, it's not what happens to me from the outside because we do life from the inside, amen? And if I could keep a grateful heart in spite of everything going on, then I'm going to be in the very springboard of God. Can you say amen? And I've recognized that for 41 years on this here journey. I've recognized the greater the hits, the greater the glory on the other side. I've seen God's faithfulness for 41 years, and how many know he's not quitting now? Amen? So anyway, so let's get started a little bit. I think Mike mentioned to me, uh, how many are grateful that you have a job, or how many are grateful that you got money? How many are grateful that you live in Canada? How many are grateful that you live in Windsor, you live in LaSalle, you live in Amherst, you live in Limington, you live in Wallace? How many are just grateful to be Canadian? How many are grateful uh, today? Everybody stand up right now and just give God thanks right now for where you live and the time you live live in and the people that are in your life, your neighbors, your friends, your family, your children, your grandchildren right now. Give God thanks right now. Let it out loud today. Thank you for your husband. Thank you for your wife. Thank you for your pastor. Thank you for your church. Thank you for your job, your boss, your employer, your employees, the people that you work with, the sphere of influence that he's brought you in. Just let out a shout of thanks to God today. He's been so good good to us, not once in a while, but all the time. 
God's been faithful to your life. He's trustworthy in your life. He's the lover of your soul. He's the healer of your body. He's the healer of your emotions. He's the restorer of the breaches. He's the one that's faithful, steadfast. He's solid. He's concrete. He's called the rock. He's called your fortress. He's called your high tower today. He's called the lover of your soul. He's called the lily of the valley of Sharon. He's the one that's the bright morning star. He's the ancient of days. He's the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the mighty God. He's the almighty God. He's the one that's the first. He's the one that's the last and everything in between. And he started a good work in your life and he's going to perfect it. He's going to complete it. He's going to mature that good work right up into the day of Jesus Christ. Give him thanks one more time. Glory to God. My usher keeps telling me it's offering time. Amen. So let's give God thanks that we have the opportunity to give today. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to give to WCF, amen, just go for it. Amen. We're just thankful for the tithers in the church, the ones that faithfully support it, that it runs all year round. We're just so grateful for God. Amen. For each one of you, for all the labors and those that served on the weekend to make it an incredible experience for all those that are down there right now. All I could say is, it's a young man, never been in the church in his life. Never been in the church, came in. He's got autism. I saw that man this morning and heard his story about what God's doing in him. He's going to share in the next life, in the next service, next life, okay. <laughs> in the next service, and it just melted me like butter on a knife this morning. It's just the goodness of God and the presence of God and the power of God that's just touching lives, amen? Seen more manifestations yesterday of deliverance than we've seen in a long time, amen? Because God is good. Ushers, you go ahead and receive, and I'm going to have to start somewhere. I don't even know what I'm doing up here. How many can say that's a good place to be? Amen. In the book of uh, Psalms 100, how many know the New Testament teaches us in Colossians, and it teaches us also in the book of Ephesians to speak to ourselves? And it says we're to speak to ourselves, the Bible says, in Psalms. And a lot of people, it says Psalms and hymns, and it says in spiritual songs. So how many know hymns are those that are recorded by worship people, by worshipers? Come on. And spiritual songs are spontaneous songs that come that are spirit-led. We're seeing that now on the Sunday night prayers. We're seeing it at the different times. And the musicians are really excelling and stepping into that their area. Jesse Harrison and, and so many others are just flowing now in, in, the, in the prophetic song. And, and it's just really hitting. And so we're very, very encouraged to see that. But how many know when it says speak to yourself in Psalms, it's saying talk the Psalms to you. Okay, speak them to your own self. So here's one of the Psalms. It says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Why, why would it be a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord? Well, if you have that, uh, Matthew, if you have that up there right now, the benefits of gratitude, just put that chart out there if you can right now, because these are just uh, some of the things that benefit you that the scripture says out there, Okay. And if you look on the top, okay, it literally says emotionally. So gratitude, everybody say, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And then hang on. And then it says, and the call 
upon his name. Why? Because thanksgiving sanctifies the atmosphere for the purpose of God. Okay, here's, here's something. Listen, if you don't get this here, a lot of times people go, well, you know, God, I just want you to do this. And God, I want you to do that. And, yet, and you look at their attitude and God's like sitting, get a life, will you, son? Get a life. You think, you, you think I'm going to connect with that? It's kind of like a kid that just comes in, all they want to do is criticize, all they want to do is complain, and then, Daddy, I want you to give me my car. Dad, I want you to fill it up with gas. Daddy, give me the keys. Come on. It's like, go fly a kite. You know, you know, you, you, come on. But how many know when somebody's there and they just appreciate you, not for just what you do, but for who you are, how many know you, you, you want to just be there for them? Let me, let me just tell you something. Let me just tell you something from Shemitero, Okay. I don't do what I do because I get paid. Because long before I ever got paid, I was doing it. But what I've learned is what he did for me at the cross 2,000 years ago. I can't, I can't ever add to his work. I can't ever. There's nothing that I could do to earn it. There's nothing that I could do to deserve it. He entered into a covenant with me. But there's one thing I can give to God, and it's my appreciation for all that he has done. And I didn't even recognize it when I wrote my first book. I'm working on my second book. In about three weeks, I'm going to be giving, devoting some time to that there to finish my next book on gratitude because I got a, another whole revelation, another whole study on it. Amen? Secret of Kingdom Life was foundational for that because we got the understanding and everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. But we fail to realize that the very next verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, and quench not the spirit. Every time we get out of gratitude, we quench the spirit and what does that mean we smother the spirit we exterminate the spirit we 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 literally stifle the spirit as the former asthmatic okay that christ is healed amen as a former asthmatic i know what it's like to block the airwaves in there and you're going, <gasps> and you're wheezing because you're trying to get breath in. that's exactly what we do when we become ungrateful we block the airwaves of the Spirit. So you can pray for Pentecost. You can pray for the wind of heaven. You can pray for the miracles. You can pray for the move of God. But God, can, you know, how many of God, God, God can do anything? No. That's the problem that we have. You say God can do anything. Well, let me just, can God sin? Can God lie? Can God make a mistake? Can God make a bad judgment call? Can God remember a sin that he's chosen to forgive him? then why would I said God could do anything that you say he could? And see, this is it also. You don't understand this, that he works in atmosphere. He can only come in to an atmosphere that is conducive, an atmosphere where he's welcome, an atmosphere where he's comfortable, an atmosphere that he likes, an atmosphere, come on now, that he's been invited into. And that atmosphere is gratitude because it sanctifies the atmosphere for everything God wants to do in your life. How many know in the back exits, okay, on this side, it's an exit. On the other side, it's an entrance. Okay, how many know you enter in? What does that mean? The enter is the starting place. And God says in the book of Psalms 104, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So if we enter in with anything other than thanksgiving, how many know we're not going to have the audience that we desire? Oh man, this is going so well here. 
And so I got this whole chapter right now on pathways. I got another whole chapter on the entering point. I got another whole path on, uh, uh, another chapter on exits. Come on, the enter and the exits. I got, I got so many things that are going on inside. But look at the benefits why God says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Why does God tell you to do that? Because he's just looking for something to say? Everything God says has purpose. Everything God says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words are eternal. How many know, glory to God. Look what it says. Look at the benefits up here that they had up there on that sheet a moment ago. Emotionally, it says you're going to have more good feelings. How, uh, what does that basically mean? How many want to feel a little bit better? Come on now, you want to feel a little bit better. What does that mean? Let me just paraphrase it. That means if you're going to feel better, it's going to be less aches and pains. Okay. Uh, how, how, many, how many have ever been so uptight... Okay, that you, you, you can't, you got to have the smooth mood tea because you can't even go. Okay, now we won't point anybody out. Come on now. But, but how, many need to, how many need to be a little bit more relaxed? Come on, raise your hand, right? Right now, okay. Uh, how, how many, just be honest, you get uptight, Mac, you, you uptight, come on. Okay, and, and, and I got a word from God for you. Are you ready? Lighten up, sucker. <laughs> Lighten up and enjoy the ride. My gosh. Some people are so flipping. They're, they're so, they're, they're so imbendable. Like, God, you know. It's like, man, flex a little bit, man. Lighten up a little bit. Amen. Go have a smooth move, man. Do something there. Okay. Here's another thing. They're more resilient. More resilient. What does that mean? Resilient against infections. Resilient against disease, resilient against the temptations. And it, it, it's all because of that. This is just in the emotional area. And then, then they're less envious. Well, I just wish I had what they had. Why did they get a new car? And I didn't get a new car. Why, why did they get that new car? And why did he's got a shirt like that? And I can't have a shirt like that. And if I did that, and if I did, you know, how about get a life? Get a life. You could stop today, just shut your mouth for two days, zip it, and just start thanking God for all the things that you have. You have lungs, you have breath, you have health, you have friends, you have a house, you have clothes. You live in Canada. Come on, start thanking God, and you watch what happens in 48 hours inside your life. Amen. And then they're going to be more happy memories. Okay, turn, uh, you, you, just go to Deuteronomy 28. I believe it's 47. Put that up there. If you, and if you got the Amplified, guys, that would really make my day. Deuteronomy 28, 47, while they're putting that up. And then, then social, okay? How many social butterflies do we have in here today? My daughter's a social butterfly. Everybody loves Tara. Everybody says, I love Tara. Amen? She's a social butterfly. And, and here's what's going to happen. Okay. Oh, look at this here. Look at this. Everybody, come on. Say it with me. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with what? Joyfulness of mind. And what else? Ingratitude for what? The abundance of all with which he has blessed you. Because you didn't serve God that way, look what's going to happen over here. Come on. Therefore, how many know that therefore is there because of what was said before? Hey, that's deep revelation. Okay, you shall serve your what? Your enemies whom the Lord shall send against you. What? Hunger and thirst, nakedness and want and all things. And he will put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he has destroyed you. So here's what I've learned over there. I, I, God's will is not that. God's will is to serve him with a grateful heart. Amen. That, that's his will. And then how many know you pull away from God? God gets to blame for that. There are things 
the translators put that in the causative tense out there because they don't have the understanding of the law of the spirit of life. Come on. That's in Christ Jesus. And so I'm not going to develop all the semantics of that. But how many know when you pull away from God and then God gets to blame and people say, well, God, why is God allowing this? Why is God doing that? You look at what people do and you look at the choices that they make and then they blame God and get mad at God afterwards. Amen. It's amazing how it works, but it's also amazing as we don't even want to talk about the consequences. God went to the cross to redeem us from the curse of the law, not to put the curse on our life. What I've learned out there is ingratitude is amazing. Okay. Do you know what the word gratitude means? Come on. Means to be grateful, but what else does it mean? It means to put things in your memory of remembrance of God. Okay, literally, and God says, bless the Lord, all my soul. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. And then he says, and forget not, forget not what? All his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, and we can go on another 13 verses. But the reality is, God says, don't forget it. Are you ready for this? Ingratitude means forgetfulness. That's literally what the word means. It means forgetfulness. It means a poor return for kindness that has been received. The dictionary.com says the state of being ungrateful, unthankfulness. The literal Webster says forgetfulness. Amen. And you know what? There's people in the room right now. You got married, and you were just so happy when you got married. Did you hear what I just said? And then what happened? God didn't change. He brought that person into your life. Amen. Well, they don't do what I want them to do. It's amazing. This is, this is, what, this is crazy. This is crazy. It was the opposite thing that drew you to them. Usually it's an introvert with an extrovert. Come on. Or it's a fun-loving one with a serious one. Come on. Okay. And then, then you, they come to your life. They get into your life. And then you got the audacity. You spend your whole life trying to change and to be like you. You're weird. That's called control freak. Oh, that went over really well. Woo, I feel so much love. I'm going back up here. I'm sure glad I got armor bears around me today. As a matter of fact, are you guys ready for this here? I got something down here that's going to help you if I can find it, okay? Okay, are you ready for this? Is everybody ready? Everybody. Now, what I just said, some people get really upset at me when I say that, you know? But it's the truth. Just deal with it and just change the attitude. Start celebrating the diversity. Start celebrating that one. Amen. You know what else I've learned? There's a spender and there's a saver in every house. Okay. What does that mean? There's a cheap sucker. Come on. And there's another one, man. They don't care what you do. Amen. They don't care about the checkbook. They don't care about savings. They don't care about retirement. They don't, they don't give a flip. They are the lightest, happiest people in the world. And you're married to them. So how many know the spender? Come on. And the Savior, there's a happy medium. And you need to learn how to work through these things. But here's some, here's some advice for all of us. 
Okay. The Newser Magazine from USA Today, okay, this came out on October 24, 2015, and it says, the key to a happy and lasting marriage. And let me, let me just say something. It's not just happy and lasting marriage. It's happy, lasting health in every area. It, it, it covers relationships. How many know the Bible is a whole book on relationships? So God says, because you didn't serve me with gratitude, this is what's going to happen inside your life. You're going to serve your enemies. Depression is an enemy. Heaviness is an enemy. Fear is an enemy. Addictions are an enemy. Bondages are an enemy. Self-hatred is an enemy. Insecurity is an enemy. And if you don't listen very carefully, if you don't get the first part right, then those enemies are going to take your life out. And that's not God's will. Come on, you can't blame God. Get mad at him. This is really good this morning. I think somebody learned that. So, so Newser says the key, everybody say the key, to a happy and lasting marriage might be as simple as regularly expressing gratitude. So report researchers from the University of Georgia in a new study published in the Journal of Personal Relationships, they said after interviewing 468 married individuals on relationship satisfaction, Covering, remember the song, the old Beatles, come on, I can't get no, oh, oh, oh. Okay, well, here's the ones that got it. They got the satisfaction. So somebody go and write a new song. I got it, I got it, I got it, okay? Okay, and, and so it says, covering everything from communication habits, well, he don't listen to me. Are we have selective hearing? Selective hearing, what does that mean? We hear the things that we want to hear. And the things we don't want to hear, we just... <laughs> People are crazy. Come on. I mean, they, they just, it's like, it's like, boom. You didn't hear what I said. I had a guy the other day, I was doing a conference, okay? And I said this here, I said, you know, Justin Trudeau is one of the most likable, the most charismatic guys that I know. And this guy just storms out of the service slams the door, walks right out. And it's like, what the heck just happened there? Okay. And I said, but I don't agree with all his policies. So all he heard, come on. He didn't hear the second part. Okay. I mean, people, people listen, listen very carefully. And they live their whole life that way. The wife will say something. And then, and then or the husband will say something. And then we hear what we want to hear. And we put it through all our filters, and by the time that we hear it, we get mad at them for saying something. And then the pastor comes in and says what they've been saying, and then you get mad at him too. But it's everybody else has got the issue. Come on. You know, why, why, don't, we quit, why don't we just quit making excuses? Why don't we quit saying, well, it's that one's fault, it's the government's fault, it's the church's fault, it's this one's fault, it's that one's fault, and if she did that, and if he did that, why don't you come to God with a grateful heart? Why don't you make an adjustment with God today and say, you know what, God, I haven't had the victory in my life, I haven't been able to break out, everything is held back, but God, I'm hearing what the man of God is saying today, I'm going to lift up my hands, and I'm going to change my attitude, I'm not going to focus on what they did, what could have been, what should have been, what wish they would have done, but I'm going to focus on you because you're my solution, you're my hope, you're my answer, and you're the one that I'm putting my attention into, amen? And you know what? Your life can change today, amen? But no, it's that one's fault. It's this one's fault. Come on, goes right back to the garden. The devil made me do it. Amen? And we've got that there, and good Lord, we can't get victory, and we wonder why. Really good preaching today. 
Okay, so here's what they said. They found that the most consistent, significant predictor of happy marriages was whether one spouse expressed gratitude. Now, hang on. Feeling appreciated. Everybody say feeling appreciated. Okay, and believing that your spouse values you directly, influence how you feel about your marriage and how committed you are to it and your belief that it will last, says study co-author Ted Furthers. Now, hang on. Gratitude appreciation is the number one. Now, this is scientific. Okay, this isn't Christian, folks. Maybe they're Christian. I don't know, but it's not a Christian magazine. I got a newser is not a Christian magazine. U.S. Today is not a Christian. Come on. It's the number one foremost key to active, maintain, and strengthen the marriage for the long term. Okay, so, so you just got keys. So, so how many know this works for singles? This works for teenagers? Instead of saying, well, you know, you want me to do my chores. And then you wonder why your parents are cheap towards you. Because you got an attitude towards them. And every time that attitude, you always want, you always want to take, you always think you're entitled. And give me this, Daddy. Give me that, Mommy. Give me that. And it's like, I asked you to do your chores. Well, I'll get around to it when I feel like it. Well, feel like it now. Amen. Just, just, just shock your parents. Just shock them and do it before they even ask you. Oh, oh. 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 what just happened? Oh. And then watch what happens. You know, people like that, you just want to bless them. You just want to do good things for them. Damn, I'm doing really good today. Everybody looking at me, come on, saying, okay. He's doing this because Pastor Kathy ain't here. Now, hey. She lives with me. Okay, are you ready? Dr. John Gottman at the University of Washington has been researching marriages for two decades. And he said, the bottom line of all my research, he concludes, this, this is what this guy learned. How many know if somebody studied it for 20 years, how many know it might do as good to listen to it for two minutes? Okay, so from 20 years of all his research, and, and he's got things like this. You can type him in online, Dr. John Gottman, okay, from the University of Washington. And you watch the thesis and the stuff this guy has written, and the, it, it'll blow you away. But this is what he said. The bottom line of all the research, he concludes, is that unless a couple is able to maintain a high ratio of positives to negatives... Encounters, and he says this here, he calls it the five to one principle or ratio. He said it is likely that that marriage will end, and he says with 90% accuracy, I can point them out. In other words, if you got a complaining husband, a complaining wife, come on, let me just tell you this, that even once you got a complaining pastor, and that's all you hear, you know, well, you know, we got this, we got that, you know, it's like, give me a break. Give me a break. There's things that I face in life that you don't face. And there's things that you face in life that I don't face. But the thing that we have to all understand is we all have a face. And let's face it, we got an attitude that we can either make us or it can break us. And I'm trying to get that through to you today. And I, I, I'm convinced the Holy Spirit is speaking right now. 
And I'm convinced, even though you've been laughing a little bit, you think I'm crazy, but I'm convinced that if you'll be a doer of what I'm saying, it'll bring you into another whole dimension of grace and a whole dimension of God. Amen. So look what this guy, this guy said over here. Hang on. He said over here, Gottman can predict often with only three minutes of observation of a couple, which marriages are likely to flourish and which ones will probably flounder. The formula is that for every negative expression, a complaint, a frown, a put down, an expression of anger, a disgusting look, there needs to be about five positive smiles, compliments, and laughters. So, so, so let me just break that down from 20 years of research of what this guy said. If you get at your husband, you get at your wife with 10 in a row, negatives. And you don't come with 100 good ones. I'm convinced that if you went more than one, there's an issue in your heart. Okay, I'm going to sit over here by Chris, okay? I'm convinced, okay? That if you do three, come on, you're already at third base to destroy it. And if you hit four, you hit a home run. But it's not a home run that you're a winner. And, and that means that you're going to have to do five to one, so you're going to have to do 20 good ones to there. And what I have learned and observed over 41 years now and have watched is usually it's a bent that they get into. They're stuck. And that's the only thing that they know is they gripe and they whine and they complain. And I promise you, the word of God is true. Come on. Your prayers ain't gonna get answered. Because the Bible says, be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So if it's got all the whining stuff in there, it ain't gonna happen. It's got all the, now, now see, you can get mad at me or you could actually say, you know what, Pastor Rick, thank you today for spanking me. Thank you for putting soap in my mouth and cleaning it up a little bit. Thank you for washing my brain. I got this pattern. I got this here bent. Thank you, Pastor Rick. I just love you so much. I just want to squeeze your cheeks and hug you. Okay, now you can have that attitude. Now, now you, can, you can have that attitude. Or you can go out there, that sucker, man. I, yeah, I want to get those tomatoes outside and throw them at him and just get him and get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. And just keep going the same way that you are right now. Come on. So what's the best way, is what he said, to create a positive ratio? Gottman suggests practicing gratitude in marriage and having a goal of counting at least five blessings for every one complaint will actually bring a bingo to your marriage. Will bring a bingo to your relationships and your friends. Amen? And it won't drive and push people. Why don't I have any friends? Nobody wants to be around me. Hello? Hello? Rocket side? Rocket moment. I'm not the North Korean dictator, okay? Rocket man. But, <laughs> okay? Hello? Light bulb, show yourself friendly and you'll have many friends. Be miserable and see how many people want to be around you. I'm convinced that God loves us, but I'm convinced there's some things he don't like. Amen? Now I'm ready to start the message. I can leave everything else. 
Anybody getting anything out of this? Let's all stand to our feet. And let's, number one, take the person next to you right now, if you're married, if you're single, whoever you are, just go around and just start saying some nice things to them right now. Go ahead, go ahead. Tell them what you appreciate about them. Just take a moment and tell them what you appreciate about them tonight. And while you're doing, by the way, smile at them. Don't say, well, yeah, smile, smile at them. I promise you the makeup won't fall off. It's okay. Now give the other person a chance to say something to you. Man, I feel a smooth move coming through here.